doing again for squibs? <laughs> what did we? Um, how we're adjusting to the world trying to come back to normal. We're not. Yeah. Long story short. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Um, no, but this is our uh, millennial monologue, squibs and soliloquies, um, across, uh, I would say across from my screen, but you're not across from my screen. You are in my screen and I am looking at you. Mm -hmm. I am looking at Casey Lowenthal in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm in the ether. I live in your screen. And that over there outside the screen in which I live is Morgan Humberg in Austin, Texas. Hello. We are <laughs> Black Mirror in real life. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Casey. Adjusting to life in the quote-unquote new normal. I wouldn't call it getting back to normal. It is a new normal for sure. There's been um, like 75 new normals in the past 14 months. For real though. I mean, I wouldn't lie that, you know, quarantine... Is a fine normal for me. I, I could live that <laughs> way for a while. Yeah, I mean, I got a new cat. Like, I have two cats now. I have two beings to talk to alone in my apartment. <laughs> That's all you need, really. Yeah. I mean, it was great for the animals. They really enjoyed me being home. So, mm-hmm. um, if we could just go back to that normal. Yeah. I think I'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. This is something, and I haven't even found a pattern with this yet, which is really interesting. I'll be watching a show, because that is how I spend most of my time during all of this. Um, I'll be watching a show, and it's just out of nowhere, like, the scene will change, and the characters, like, walk into a restaurant. And I'm like, why are they not wearing a mask? Oh. Yeah. It's yeah, every see- huge once in a while. It's it's really weird. It's weird to like watch shows where they're not wearing a mask because you're like, oh man, remember when we used to get in groups and like, you know, congregate and talk to people? But then we like, there's we weren't like so paranoid about the last time someone washed their hands. <laughs> yeah, or like you watch people hugging and you're just like, oh, cringe. <laughs> um, but there's also like other shows like um, This Is Us. Uh, that's the only one I can think of right now, but there's another show I watch where they've like integrated the pandemic into their show because it's supposed to be like, you know, taking place in today's modern world. And it's just really weird. And I don't like it. I don't like watching the pandemic on TV. Yeah, there was the one. <laughs> and I avoid the news. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, there was. Uh, my mom and my sister got me to watch Prodigal Son and they, after like a hiatus or like their next season or whatever, it started in January of 2021. And it was this really cheesy, like in the, in the world of that show, the pandemic is over, which was really depressing. Uh, And they're like, well, Malcolm, I was quarantined with your sister for those months and I just haven't seen you in so long. And it's like, the pandemic is still happening, Jessica. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to see it on TV, and it's weird to, to not see it on TV. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's there's no world where it, it really should exist in media, but whatever. We are um, fickle millennials. We don't know what we want. Exactly. Nothing is good enough for us. We just want to ruin everything. That's why we put ourselves into giant holes of debt. 
going to college <laughs> just constantly thinking that if we get a higher degree, we're going to get better payment, right? Thanks, oh. mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> My brain is breaking. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so adjusting from being home 24-7 to slowly going to grocery stores and restaurants and eventually being pulled back into work which I wasn't super excited for but it also mm-hmm. kind of I wouldn't say it feels nice to be back in the office but comforting maybe and maybe because that's me like thinking oh the pandemic it's not over but you know we're gonna get there <laughs> yeah I think that's part of it there were like throughout this whole time I was having to go into the office at least once a week like in the beginning uh to deposit checks and that's slowly increased and now I'm doing more for the finance department so I'm in there like a few days a week now I get so much more done in there yeah it's like this weird double-edged sword of like I really like working from home but also it's a lot harder to focus that's true yeah I think that really depends on the person you know like a lot of people can totally do perfectly fine at home. They could keep their TV off or whatever or, or leave it on and t- concentrate. I don't know. You know, millennials, we like to multitask, but multitasking <laughs> doesn't exist according to science. But anyways, um, I really like right now, I'm like in the office three days a week and I'm still at home two days a week, which I feel like is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a perfect balance of like my home is not my office, but I don't have to be like stuck in the office for five days a week and I think that's where I was slowly dying on the inside so yeah I mean I'd be curious how many of the people who work well from home have a home office true true and that I, that, that's another thing I don't have an office space you don't really have an office space it, it's it's in the one room where we do everything else in our lives like yeah yeah studio apartments don't bode well for <laughs> home offices neither do tiny houses I mean yeah. my office is my living room and my bedroom slightly which is also my workout room both of them are yeah. my workout rooms and my podcasting rooms and well and to clarify Morgan doesn't live in like a tiny house TM like oh. she lives no <laughs> her house is small <laughs> it is a small house but you know, <laughs> I do not live the tiny house life like some hipster millennials do i'm proud of you if you do but i feel like at five foot ten it's hard for me to live a tiny house (laughs) life so um not that tall people can't do it you know don't let me tell you anyone anything else but you know just it's it's harder for me yeah Yeah. and two dogs and a cat and a significant other in your case i mean he's rarely home so it was just (laughs) my house I, I built a dog house for him in the backyard. You guys have two parked right next to each other. <laughs> we probably would, honestly. <laughs> we were talking about the world. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's something else I've noticed is like, well, one, I think we've all accepted that like, we can't act like this hasn't happened. Like we just have to accept it and move forward with it. But there's always going to be a like, before COVID and after COVID. Right. And, you know, working in theater, I'm really nervous how that's going to look for like in-person events or things like that. 
but yeah, I I found it really hard to just focus. Period. I watched <laughs> I watched a video on YouTube today. It was like, here's an unofficial test to see if you have ADHD, and oh. <laughs> there were so many. Like the very first thing he says, he's like. You're going to be responsible for keeping track of your own points. If that sounded overwhelming and you want to quit right now, give yourself a point. God damn it. <laughs> That's like, it's like when I watch TikToks at like, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning and there's these people talking about um, what it's like to be neurodivergent. And um, which I feel like is the, it's not the new way to say that you're on the spectrum, but I know that saying someone is on the spectrum is no longer correct it's no longer uh well i think people are finally pointing out like it's not a spectrum in the sense of like like a light spectrum which is yeah. how i considered it yeah 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 it's more like there's this big circle and then people are kind of like scattered throughout it based on what they experience gotcha okay but that's assuming that spheres exist and we know that they don't because the earth is flat so you right. know nothing is circular yeah. Um, but that makes sense. So like, <laughs> so like, it's like testing me to see like where I'm at in my neurodivergence. And I was like, should I have been getting help during school this whole time? Like, <laughs> would I be as stressed out as a human as I am right now? If I had like support that I didn't know I needed earlier? Oh my God. Am I what? neurodivergent? <laughs> would I do better with a fidget toy? What is happening? <laughs> I think that's one of the really cool things that's come out of people who have actually survived quarantine and yeah. have survived thus far, which is really scary and really heavy to look at it that way. Um, but, like, if you have, you've really had a lot more time to just stare at yourself in the mirror or, like, stare at your walls and be like, what is happening in my head? Yes. What is happening in the world? What is happening locally? Like, why you just you're spending a lot more time with yourself? Everything's a lot slower. I don't like it. I don't like me. I don't know how <laughs> I have friends. <laughs> I am very self-aware now. I don't like it. That's just the mean voice in your head that lies to you. That's true. Yeah, that's not the mean voice in my head. That's that's the real voice in my head that I've been trying to pinch down for. 20 some odd years and it's finally like guess what Morgan spend a year with yourself mm. it's but I think you're right I think we've all just had time to sit and not do nothing but like learn we've just been learning and taking in info like I make fun of TikTok a lot because you know you get lost in it but I have learned oh, yeah. a shit ton from TikTok like cultural based mm -hmm. food based uh, mental health base. There's just so much information to absorb. And I'm like, my brain is not big enough for this. I close my chip bags better because of TikTok. I learned that I've been putting trash bags in inside out my entire life. Yes. <laughs> it makes so much sense. I was like, why did I never think of this before? The right? seams. The seams. God damn it. And I mean, also, this has been something I've experienced going through this past year plus, like how you deal with trauma and it like staring you in the face and you can't escape it, which is what so many of us were doing in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. That that's hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we've, we've all kind of had, like, we've had to just look at ourselves and evaluate where we are, um, which some people did not like where we are, which is fine. But we're def. I think the pandemic just like made us have to kind of discover what's really happening around us, and, um, and coming out of it, I think <sighs> there's going to be a lot more outspoken people, which can be good, and it also can be bad. But um, are you talking about the conspiracy theorists that are the bad? No, I love conspiracy theorists. Bring it on! Bring <laughs> it on! I meant more like people who like have hate you know or the people that we don't want to hear um because they don't speak for all of humanity but somehow make it to the top of the rank so Mm. yeah 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 kind of going off that the the cynic in me and i'm very sad to say this is what i'm worried about but the cynic in me is like how long will it be after we quote unquote go back to normal Mm. that People will forget about the activism that they learned over this past year or will stop paying attention or will let themselves get the people who weren't as overworked as they are, as they were normally. Um, Like, will they just bury themselves in their work again? Or will people go back to not respecting essential workers or... Mm -hmm. That's a big one for me, actually. I mean, I feel like people don't respect them enough as it is. Like, everyone who's working in a restaurant or a grocery store or, you know, who basically hasn't been able to stay home for longer than, what was that, like, required period? Like, a week or something? I don't know. I think it was different for every I state, think it was but... supposed to be at least two weeks, and then they extended it. At least they did in Ohio. Okay. They, like, kept extending the order. Right, right. But, like, on the one hand... I think there were obviously a lot of negatives from the pandemic, um, specifically like for local businesses. A lot of them had to end up closing and obviously a lot of people lost their jobs, which is leading us to a whole new increase in the population of people who are homeless, um, which is a big, big issue here in Texas. And Mm -hmm. I need to make a note that that's something that we should probably talk about later. um, I'll put it in the spreadsheet. Guys, Morgan Morgan and I are so organized now. But anyway, please, please talk about actual issues. Um, But like, obviously, the pandemic brought along a lot of negatives, but it also technically brought along some positives too. Um, a lot of businesses were kind of forced into, you know, having to get apps created so that Mm -hmm. they could do mobile ordering and stuff, which has actually kind of increased their business. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gave a little bit more business to uh, companies like DoorDash or whatever, or food delivery services, which provide jobs for people they're not great paying but remember to tip your drivers yeah um and tip your service people where applicable yeah tip Um, everybody like people who take tips need them yeah in in the u.s yeah i i would i would say in the u.s if they're allowed to take tips then they're probably making like seven dollars an hour so um or a lot less or a lot less yeah i know someone who worked I won't give the name of the place, but someone who worked at a pizza location, she was a waitress and she made two fifty an hour. Yeah. Servers only make enough to like cover taxes and to cover the things that get taken out of your paycheck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And by the way, she's fully educated and was going to school. So don't say it's because it's the only thing she could do. It's the only job that she could get. 
Well, and also that even if that's the only thing she could do, like, quote unquote, it's still a skill that is necessary in the world. Right, right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm mad at people that talk down to people in jobs that are, quote unquote, lower. Being a barista was hard as shit, man. Like, (sighs) I can't even, I I loved it. I loved it so much, but there was a lot to learn and I still have a lot to go. But anyways, pandemic wise. We're going to have a weird normal, especially with all the vaccinations and stuff. I think that the pandemic has brought science as a huge topic back to discussions, which is Mm -hmm. great because, you know, it's also relating back to actual scientific facts like the climate and stuff. Um, (laughs) You know, we just kind of have to wait and see what the vaccinations do. We have to give them their trial period and see what happens. Yeah, there's so many things that I have to admit, I'm like... Once I'm vaccinated, I want everything to be back to normal and I want to be able to do everything. But I know that's not that's not true and that's not necessarily the best. Like one thing I'm thinking about a lot is so 2020 was the first year I was out as bi to people close to me. And um, I guess to people on this podcast now, like, (laughs) hey, guys, throw it all to the wind. Um, (laughs) But that was going to be my first pride, my first pride festival. Oh God. I um, missed it. Oh. And I couldn't go obviously because it wasn't safe. Yeah. And I'm thinking about a lot like, okay, I'll be vaccinated. I would still wear a mask because it would, it would be a huge amount of people. I'm sure. But like, is it smart to go? Is it safe to go? Um, these are things I'm thinking about a lot. Yeah. yeah. Just like, working in-person events with the theater I work for or how long will mask mandates be or and even in the far future like will people will people in the United States like actually adopt what they do in other countries of like when you're sick and you go out in public wear a mask even like much mm-hmm. further down the line yeah <laughs> I mean mask fashion is a thing now you know so mm-hmm. you just you don't know what's going to happen. I will admit, though, I'm probably going to use this pandemic as an excuse to never hug anybody for the rest of my life. I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> what if we bring on a new disease? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to stop you there. No viruses. Have you been in, near any bats lately? Don't touch me. <laughs> we can, like, air high five, maybe do some, like, <laughs> air fist pumping, you know, but um, no hugs, please. Yeah, that's dang There's obviously so many positives to, like, kind of coming out of the other side of this pandemic. But, like, it provided so many safe excuses for people to build boundaries. Yeah. You could just blame it on the pandemic. Yep. I had an excuse to be introverted and not have to, (laughs) you know. I didn't have to, like, send those texts where you're like, oh, sorry, I can't make it tonight. You know, something came up. When really I was just laying in my bed, like, yeah, I don't want to go to people. It's mm-hmm. going to be late. Blah, blah. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, didn't you guys hear there's a pandemic out? So we should probably just stay home. Yeah. No, I've, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm anxious for these vaccines to like either, you know, be validated or if something else happens with it, you know. If nobody's allowed to get pregnant ever again, I guess that's fine. The world doesn't need more people anyways. So (laughs) go Bill Gates for stopping population, you know. (laughs) 
I will say I'm I'm excited to to be back on a somewhat normal level, somewhat. Yeah, I think I think what people need to realize is we've all experienced a collective trauma. Um, we've all experienced a huge collective grief. A lot of people have experienced mm-hmm. a lot of personal trauma in so many different ways. A lot of personal grief in so many different ways. Like, please don't expect yourselves to just be like you were before the pandemic because that's just not going to happen. We're different people. Yeah, that's true. It will never be the what it was before the pandemic ever again. We're gonna have we're gonna have BC and AV. It's gonna be before COVID, after vaccination. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'll be fun to explain to the future generations. Oh. Uh, I was just thinking though this the other day, like how you know in like history class or whatever we would talk about um, the plagues that came and ravaged people, and I was just like. They didn't have, like, quarantine times, and so many people died. So many people died. Well, this is interesting. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just saying, like, we're in modern society where we have the news, you know, and we have things, we have reports that can get to us in the the speed of of light or whatever. I don't don't think that's real. But, you know, (laughs) at (laughs) at the tips of our fingers, we can access what we need to know. Well, so I found, this might sound a little bit morbid, but I found, I heard about her through a a My Favorite Murder episode. This woman named Caitlin Dowdy, I think is how you say her last name. She has a YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician. And she's like, highly recommend, go look her up. Um, But she did a video about how the plague was actually in San Francisco in like 1912. And so what they did, cause the plague was ravaging in like Japan and China in the early 1900s. And we did a lot of trade. And so they would, the ships would go, they would stop in Hawaii. They would have like a quarantine period. They would get back on, they would stop at, I know I was like watching this in 2020 hits or 2021 hits so different. And God, <laughs> They would, and then there was, like, an island off the coast of San Francisco um, that the ships would stop in. They would have a quarantine period, and they would have to be, like, observed for signs of the plague. And the guy who was running that station had gotten demoted from, like, a previous position, and he'd gotten moved to this quarantine island, whatever it was called. And he was like, this is so beneath me. I'm so much better. I'm an academic And he wasn't paying attention and he let the plague slip through. And so the plague like ravaged Chinatown and it was, it was so scary how history was repeating itself. Like the mayor of San Francisco at the time was like saying the whole thing was a hoax and it was meant to like hurt his chances of reelection. They were calling it similar things to like the China virus. They were like, blaming chinese people like asian hate crimes like can we can we fucking stop no no history has to repeat itself we just don't see it until after it's done yeah yeah yeah. but but we had that like because it it, not that COVID started on cruise ships but i remember cruise ships being like a huge part of like people bringing the virus and like being quarantined and then suddenly they were like oh my god we've infected a whole ship and well yeah because they're disease pools 
Right. And then, uh, I, I mean, the fact that we had the, the gall to be like, oh, well, the coronavirus is never going to make it to America. When in reality, it's already been here. Yeah. My oh, sister that's... thinks she had it before they were, like, shutting everything down. My mom and I, I remember it was, I think it was going to be, like, third week of March or whatever in 2020. She was going to come to Cleveland, and we were going to go to Niagara Falls and hang out. And she kept being like, do you think we have to cancel? Do you think it's going to be shut down? And I remember saying, like, no, it's not a big deal. Yep. Little did we know. Poor, <laughs> poor, naive little 2020 Casey. <laughs> like, we all fell for it. We all fucking fell for it. But it, it, it happens, and, and now we've learned, and now we will stop using giant public transportation, right? Nobody will take planes or boats anymore so that we can uh, save on fuel and stop polluting the atmosphere. <laughs> um, anyways, um... <laughs> people will stop eating meat because factory farms are like a huge way that disease spreads, jumps from animals to humans. <laughs> anyways. Um... It's our agenda. <laughs> But uh, to our audience out there, you know, if we don't have a podcast still running in the next three weeks, it's because the vaccine killed us. Um, so just uh, <laughs> let my parents know that I love them now. Um, no, I'm I am so ready to be out. I'm ready to see friends. I'm ready to be outside of my quote unquote pod, which just consists of me and my significant other. So, um, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be over. I hope compassion continues. Me too. Let's, everyone, let's take what we learned during the quarantine, all the knowledge we soaked in, the inside-out trash bags, the, <laughs> the how to clean your dishwasher, which I haven't done yet, but I know it probably looks nasty inside. Um, all of that <laughs> stuff. All of the knowledge, the things you didn't think you needed to all know, the, but you needed to know. All the social justice, like examining your privilege, because yes. you had time to look at it, and you weren't... Long story short, Morgan and I don't <laughs> know how we're processing the pandemic, and we don't know how we're processing post-pandemic, because we're not there yet. <laughs> Ta-da! Welcome to the Pointless Podcast. No. Thanks for listening for the past 30 minutes. <laughs> But I did, I wanted to, to kick it off where, you know, go, not kick it off. I guess we're ending it. But um, Hoosier Hurrah. <laughs> we're just going to put Hoosier Hurrahs in, in all of our episodes now because they're yeah. great and fabulous and you guys love them. So say the emails that we don't get. But and it's um, not at all because we don't remember which ones we put them in. So we're just going to nope. put them in all. Not at all. Nope. Mm -mm. But we have quick Hoosier Hurrahs for you um, for our squibs and soliloquies today. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to shoot. My, my Hoosier hurrah for this Shoot week. from the hip. Um, yeah, I got birth and hip, so it's going to go far. <laughs> um, my, my Hoosier hurrah is that my, well, it's not my film, but the film Two-Headed Beast that I was in that has been floating around the festival circuit is finally in uh, playing in Austin. It'll be screening... <gasps> And B Caves on June 12th. So if you're in Austin and you listen to this podcast, I highly recommend you go check it out, as well as all the other films that we'll be screening um, that Saturday. I won't even be there. You, but. Even if you don't listen to this podcast, and I don't know how you would know this message, but even if you don't listen to this podcast, go watch the film because I had the pleasure of watching it and it's amazing. And Morgan, like, 
for those of you who know Morgan, she totally transforms and it's so fascinating to watch because you just get lost in it. It's great. It's not me at all, which is what I love about acting. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's my Hoosier Hurrah. It's finally playing local, which I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, it's really great. Casey, what you that's got? Amazing. So I'm going to share uh, what might be considered a little thing because this past year plus has shown us to appreciate the little things. Yeah. My cat Chester, who I've had for almost four and a half years, he's never been... He's never really played. He's like a grumpy old man. But so I've had my kitten for almost a year and he's finally like learning how to cat and he's finally like playing with toys almost like he's been watching her this whole time. And like, I think this is how you do it. And it fills my heart with so much joy. Oh, my God. And he does this really cute thing that even no matter where the toy is, he'll just put his paw out right in front of him and like try to bat at it. And it's so precious. They grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute. I kind of want to cry now, and I haven't even seen it happen. I know. Well, if you guys want to keep up with us and see what we're doing, what we're up to, uh, we're definitely ramping up our um, organizational skills. So uh, we will we will be more active on the socials. Which that uh, Aries New Moon hit us hard, BB. Hell yes. Um, but we do have an email. Um, you know, if you're still in that old email age, um, <laughs> you can email us at millennial monologue podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you spell it correctly. There's three words there. Um, yeah. And make sure you're emailing millennial monologue podcast at gmail.com because someone also has millennial monologue at Gmail and we don't know who they are, but. It's not important. We're the important ones. Exactly. Yes. And we so are email a podcast. Us. Yes. Yeah. Send it, send it to us. Um, we also have a website that you can technically email us from. <gasps> True. Um, and if you just look up Millennial Monologue Podcast, it'll pop up. You'll see our lovely faces um, when we're there. Ooh. It's a WordPress site in case you get real lost. Um, <laughs> thank you, WordPress. But uh, <laughs> you can also find us on all the socials. Uh, Facebook, Millennial Monologue Podcast. We're on Instagram at Millennial Monologue Podcast and Twitter at Millennial Mopod. Because why, Casey? Because you always want Mopod. Yes. <laughs> Did I give the wrong Instagram name? I'm checking. Yeah, I, I always get it confused. Face. Me too. No, it's Millennial Monologue Podcast. We have three new follows. Ooh, thanks, you guys. Shout out. Wow. That's so cool. We appreciate it. We love you guys. We love that you love us, even though we've been a little ee on our posting schedule, but it's been a little ee kind of month. So it's um, been an ee kind of kind of time. Uh, kind of <laughs> 2021. Um, but we're ready to kick it back off with you guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening. Even though we haven't put out anything new, all the old episodes are just as good as what we put out now. So re listen. Yeah. Share with your friends, yeah. like us, subscribe to us, share us, please. Yeah. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Music, Spotify, and... Um, Make sure you rate us, too. That helps a lot. Yes. And anchor.fm. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's, uh, that's all I got. Uh, that is all my sales voice I have left in me for the week. 
Are you going to do the really fast talk side effects? Side effects may include wondering why you're listening to this podcast in the first place or curious to know how you got here or what kind of Amazon choices did you buy before this in order to find this podcast and why are you listening to Millennial Monologue when you're Generation Z or maybe you're a boomer and you're just kind of like, how did I get here? Oh, that's right. My parents' friends and my parents' friends' friends' parents and my nieces and my uncles came here. I don't know. I just kind of wandered off on that one. So, And then there's... (laughs) <laughs> then there's Gen X who's just sitting there like, everybody always forgets us. Oh, yeah, Gen X. Hey, what's up? <laughs> but Morgan, I'm going to say all of that sounds good. Let's do it. Bye. Bye.